All right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. This is podcast number 130 this week. We are putting together the final touches on our June edition as we get our June and 18th edition of the Texas Hip Reporter out next week. Those will be going out at your CBD and smoke shop stores throughout the state. We are now distributing these in Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and Dallas-Fort Worth area. So we're excited to be spreading these more around the state here in our third year. So this is a, a great to keep the, the message rolling about CBD, hemp, cannabis, and uh, and where where we are with everything in the state. And who better to tell us about where we are with everything in the state than today's guests, our, our friends from the Texas Hemp Coalition. Joining us this week on the program, Shada Tarabi and Alyssa Nolan from Restart CBD and the Texas Hemp Coalition. Welcome to the program, ladies. Hello and howdy. Well, Hello, thanks for having us, Russell. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being on uh, and talking to us. We're all coming right off of the end of the legislative session, so we wanted to get you, uh, your thoughts to chime in a little bit this week, and then and then uh, and we'll let you cut out, Alyssa, and then talk with Shada. But Shada is uh, your president. As you're the executive director for the Texas Hemp Coalition, and your president is also present on this show with us. In fact, the last time I had Shada on, uh, the two of you were on together too, serendipitously enough. So that's right, we're uh, a good little duo. You, you yes. guys are, <laughs> and not a bad looking duo you are either oh, as well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just jump right in here and, and start off with you, Alyssa. You know, we yeah. we just finished with the session, not major victories. Uh, but no, no movement is not bad. Sure. So um, we'll kind of go into, you know, the legislative session started this January and uh, we went into session with big dreams. You know, there was a lot of a lot of things that we needed to get done that necessarily weren't accomplished, accomplished in the last legislative session. So we went into this session. Our goal was to separate the issues, which one issue being, you know, hemp as an agricultural commodity. Um, so anything that's regulated by the Department of Agriculture, by the commissioner, Sid Miller, and then also separating that completely from the consumable program, which is regulated by the Department of State and Health Services, which, as everyone knows, is where you get your retail license. This is where you can sell consumable hemp products. So that was our goal is going into the session, separating the issues so that hopefully we mm-hmm. could get something passed. Um, we were in agreement with, you know, the House and the Senate on this issue. Um, unfortunately, it didn't pan out, but just going into some of the pieces of legislation that we worked on this session, we had um, HB 2818, which was primarily an agricultural hemp bill. So it talked, it went into any and anything and everything from growing to making sure that immature plants were uh, defined so that you can help with the transplant issue for our farmers, cutting down on fee costs, waiving fees for farmers, especially if you're transplanting or cloning on your own crop and the same location. It went into some testing standards. I mean, it went into some other things that really were helping the farmer, not necessarily the processor, manufacturer, retailers, but mostly on the farmer saving money and just making it a more efficient program and making sure that our program is federally compliant. So since we passed the bill in 2019, and really since the 2018 Farm Bill, we haven't updated our rules based off of what the USDA came out with federal rules after we passed the 2019 Farm Bill. So as you can tell, we're very behind. Last uh, 
the session prior to this, we didn't get a bill passed. And unfortunately, we didn't get this bill passed either due to a multitude of reasons that I'll go into, which are, you know, everybody's really concerned about or was concerned about SB 264, which was the legislation that was mostly on the consumable side of things. But really, it was that big, bad, scary language that talked about the ban on synthetically derived cannabinoids. So, Russell, when you talk about how it's not necessarily a bad thing that we didn't get anything passed, because ultimately that was what we were scared of is them tagging on the 264 ban language onto our beautiful agricultural bill 2818. So, you know, it's really unfortunate we didn't get that passed. We even put in a caveat where if the federal government makes a change, then the Department of Ag can make a change regardless of having to go through um, a legislative session and getting a policy change. So. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I think that it's very evident that the House is very supportive of our industry and has done everything to protect us and support us in getting a bill passed. Um, once it got to the Senate, you saw, you know, Shada did a wonderful update that we shared on our yeah. coalition social media where everything just died in the Senate and including our other wonderful bill, which was HB 4918, which, um, you know, that was going to make sure that the ban on the manufacturing of smokable hemp was lifted and repealed in Texas. So, you know, we got what's what I want people to know is that, unfortunately, look, it's really unfortunate. None of those bills got passed. None of them got signed by the governor. But I want everyone to know that because those pieces of legislation got passed out of the House in a way that is industry supported. Yeah. Says everything. Yeah, that's, that's a, all we want. That is a positive. And, and do you think... You know, there, I know there's talk for a special session. Would they? Is there any chance in August that they might revisit any of the click bill or any of these others that, that made to committee? Is that a chance at all, Alyssa? Unfortunately, no. Um, in 1805, was the click bill, the compassionate use bill, got caught up in all of this as okay. well. And I also want everyone to know that this, I say it's a Senate issue, but really it's an issue with the lieutenant governor. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with these issues. He doesn't want anything to move forward with his name attached to any bill that has to do with anything cannabis really, even if it's a legal hemp market, because he thinks it's the same thing. Is is there a term limit for lieutenant governors? N- no. <laughs> well, and he was just reelected, so it's, you know, he's, he's here for the next couple of years, unfortunately. We... Yeah. We, we, gosh, we, we really need to move together. Uh, you know, um, we need a Coca-Cola, 70s Coca-Cola commercial moment for lieutenant governor. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we need to get some new leadership in, in senior senior leadership there in, 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 uh, in, in, I, I in, agree. in the Capitol. Maybe slip some CBD into his coffees, <laughs> or I think he doesn't drink caffeine. I listened to his, like, end-of-session update that was released, which was very entertaining and informative, which... He, he mentioned he doesn't really drink anything, so maybe slip it into his water. <laughs> <laughs> but he... it's, it's just unfortunate because he is the one that's stopping it. And I truly believe that if there was someone else in that position, that we would not be having the issues that we're having. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of things going on, and they had the special session for the taxes, and I think the border has got to – there's obviously some major things going on here in the state that the, the, the lawmakers are battling, but – do you get the sense, either of you, that that our governor would sign any movement if we got it past the lieutenant governor? I think so. Yeah, a thousand percent. The governor has already signed the bill to legalize hemp in Texas. So you have, and right. also you've got to think about compassionate use. He was a proponent for exactly. compassionate mm-hmm. use. So 
it truly is not something that he is worried about. They yeah. are very supportive. Um, I think that if our agriculture bill or even the ban on manufacturing of smokable hemp made it to a de his desk, it would have gone into law. It would have become effective September 1. So it truly is Lieutenant Governor. And I will say this, that, you know, you always think you do a good job at educating and you feel like everybody knows what you're talking about and they understand the plant and they understand the industry and what's capable of. But I can tell you in that office, they truly believe that hemp and cannabis, like just hemp and medical cannabis are the same thing. They have no idea that- It's all THC. It's yeah. all going to get you high. They wow. have no idea that there's different genetics for growing for fiber than there are for growing for cannabinoids. They literally have no idea. So we know as a coalition now that our main goal over the interim, the next year and a half, is that we're going to be educating specifically the Senate- and the lieutenant governor to help them understand. The House gets it. They understand. They're like, you don't have to tell us again. But we're going to have to do a better job of getting in there and getting their attention. And, and I'm going to say this. I think we got their attention enough. And maybe that's part of the reason that none of these bills moved forward because they knew that we weren't going to go down without a fight. So they know we're here. They know that we are growing as an industry and they're not going to be able to basically mess with us much longer because we're here cats out of the bag it is what it is regulate us that's all yeah. we're asking is to please regulate us. Alyssa uh, and either of you could jump in on this are we is Texas losing the battle moving forward in this green economy absolutely <laughs> I mean it just obviously like we're playing on the hemp side and really quick I too just want to like echo I'm so grateful that we have the Texas Hemp Coalition I'm so grateful for Alyssa Alyssa is a tremendous leader in these conversations. I think there's a lot of people who want to pretend or act that they helped, you know, protect or defend or advance. And, and certainly there's, you know, other people, it's, it's not just our organization, but Alyssa really is in the rooms and yeah. representing on behalf, these operators, myself included. And it's not just retailers, it's the cultivators, the farmers, the manufacturers, and Alyssa's in the room with these authors, these senators, these representatives, yeah. with these key um, influential people. And I just, I really commend her for the work that she put in this session to protect the industry that we have here. While we didn't, um, you know, get past the Senate, the House obviously was a major supporter of a lot of these initiatives. And I think that's major progress for Texas considering. Yeah, I agree. And I want to hats off to you as well. Alyssa. I've, I'm, I've joined your, your team and I've been involved in some of those calls, not all of them, but you guys are doing a great job in trying to get things moving forward. Let's just get some senior leadership, shuffle the cards down there and at the Capitol, and, and maybe we'll make this thing happen. I'll let you go on this segment. We'll come back with Shada. But thank you, Alyssa Nolan, for coming in from the Texas Hip Coalition, giving us an update this week. We appreciate you. Thank you, Russell. I appreciate being here. And reminder to join us. Uh, we need members. We need funds. That's what keeps us going. So visit our website, texashempcoalition.org. Uh, Russell's got it up on the screen. Uh, you can join us through different membership levels and uh, look forward to our summit that will be in the fall of this year at Texas A&M University. So awesome. Well, we'll keep an update on that. And we'll, we'll plug the site here as we continue as we move into the first commercial break. This is the Texas Hemp Show. Our conversation will continue with Texas Hemp Coalition president and founder of Restart CBD, Shada Tarabi, on the other side. 1027 ESPN Austin. We'll be right back after this.
Tim's show is brought to you by your friends at CBD Pros USA, your cannabis experts. Right now, you can save 50% off any one product if you mention the Texas Hemp Show. That's right, 50% off anything on the online store menu. Nano tincture, watermelon gummies, our Brio Drip Moisturizing Cream, any single item, 50% off. That's CBD Pros. CBD is present in more significant quantities in hemp than marijuana. And because it's non-psychoactive, CBD is widely regarded as the cannabinoid with the most health potential by researchers. If you'd like to learn more about CBD and our products at CBD Pros, you can read our education page and browse some of our products to learn more. Visit CBDProsUSA.com. That's CBDProsUSA.com. Mylan Wellness is a proud sponsor of the Texas Hemp Show and has earned a reputation for creating future-minded CBD and Delta innovations. From broad-spectrum CBD to a wide variety of recreational products, Smilin offers the best experience while matching the needs of consumers across the board. Are you a fan of edibles? The Smilin connection of in-demand hemp-derived goodies are bursting with flavor, fun to consume, drive long-lasting results, and provide just the right amount of cannabinoid dose. Check out the variety of potent Delta 9 Gushers, Delta 8 Chocolate Malt Balls, Space Rings, and Nerd Light Candy Clusters. Smilin has also unveiled a new line of functional and euphoric mushrooms that provide powerful and pure solutions to nurture the body and elevate the mind. Stay tuned for the biggest launch of the year, Mushroom Life. Go to SmilinWellness.com, S-M-I-L-Y-N-Wellness.com. We took the best journalists from politics, health, innovations, cuisine, business, travel, agriculture, and then we put weed in it. Welcome to Weed and Whiskey News. Weed and Whiskey News. News with a twist. Texas lawmakers are in session this year to improve or alter laws on cannabis and hemp products. So stay tuned this legislative season with the Texas Hemp Show, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on ESPN 102.7. Or download the Texas Hemp Show wherever podcasts are available. The Texas Hemp Show is the official podcast for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. The Texas Hemp Show is sponsored by CBD Pros, your cannabis experts. That's the Texas Hemp Show, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on ESPN Austin. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. You can check us out online at texashempreporter.com is our website. Check out our news and articles and all of our archives of our shows and podcasts are available there. You can also find us on our landing page on uh, on ESPN uh, 102.7 Austin as well. And you can check us out on social media on Instagram at Reporter. Or Twitterverse, TX Hemp Reporter, or just uh, find us out there on YouTube or or any of the social media. We're we're on uh, quite a few of them uh, out there, but uh, 
Uh, thank you for that update from Alyssa Nolan. We'll jump back here with our conversation with a fellow media colleague here, a CEO at Restart CBD. Shada is a cannabis leader. She hosts the podcast, her own podcast, To Be Blunt. For the podcast for cannabis marketers, she herself speaks at a lot of these conventions and is a fabulous content creator and always a pleasure to have Shada Tarabi on. Thank you, Shada, for joining us here on the Texas Hemp Show. And congrats as you are also president of that organization there with your executive director, Alyssa Nolan. So it's always great to have you two on because you guys work together pretty frequently and y'all know each other well. So it's always good we to do. have you. Good to have you no, on. No, we love it. We appreciate <laughs> it. It's been really great getting to work alongside Alyssa. Like I said, it's, you know, as a business owner in this space, especially with Texas being so slow and also tumultuous in some cases, or certainly, you know, most of the cases when it comes to the business side of the industry, it's important to be a part of the, you know, progress. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we're making a bunch of progress, but uh, I think progress is made by, you know, the, the conversations, the advocacy, the networking, and just really defending a lot of the the things that we've already established and, and just continue to bring that program forward. So I'm really grateful to be a part of the coalition and to represent Texas cannabis. I'm a native Texan and it's a crazy <laughs> thing that we get to talk about weed and cannabis and <laughs> pot all, you know, out in the open. So I love it. I'm happy to, you know, keep having yeah, conversations. I, I say that a lot to the guests that come on this program and I'm always saying, isn't it cool that we're in this space? You know, can you even believe we're, you know, we're talking about this product or that product. I, lately, I've had a, a number of guests on that are part of the recreational side of the space yeah. in Texas. And so uh, when we have those guys on, it, it's it's just, uh, you know, it makes you – you can't believe we're having the conversation about uh, these recreational products. But uh, we are here. It, it is here, and, and it's coming. And well, that's obviously the twist, though, with, I think, where – progress is being made. I can empathize again as a Texan. I understand where our state sits politically. Uh, but I also see cannabis as being very bipartisan. We actually call it bipartisan. And, <laughs> you know, there's support from across the aisle. And so while there are certain people um, in certain, you know, s uh, seats, I should say, that are very influential. I, I don't think it's explicitly a party issue. I think it's a person issue, as yeah. we talked about last segment. And so I think that's really exciting, too, just to kind of see Texas really embrace and have, you know, a market for this. And, and obviously on the retail consumer side and the content side, even getting to have these conversations with people every day where they're really sharing stories of like, yes, I think we can admit and acknowledge people do want to get high. I'll be the first to say that, but it's also exploring, you know, the wellness side, the recovery side, the sleep yeah. side, the pain management. And so we have those conversations every single day. I get messages from people saying, Oh my God, your products help with this, that, and the other. And I think that's really important to highlight too, because it has been painted in the media in particular as this very stigmatized, very heady specific kind of cannabis culture. And I, personally appreciate kind of disrupting that narrative yeah. and showing that you can be a professional, you can be a, uh, you know, a, a woman. I don't think a lot of people assume like, you know, women, professional, even moms, I'm not a mom. So I can't say that well, personally from experience, but you're seeing this wide swath of, of people come to the dispensary, come to the table saying, Hey, I, I want to be a cannabis consumer. And I think that's really cool. 
Well, we're one of the media players in this space as the Texas Hemp Reporter. I've got the state's only magazine for three years covering this. We're statewide now after three years, Shana. I mean, hats off to Waterloo Media here at KLBJ and this sister station. I'm on 1027 here. Good morning to everybody listening on, on ESPN here in Austin. This fact speaks to the culture that you're you're talking. Right. We're on the radio right now here talking to folks, uh, not just on our podcast networks, but uh, you know we're here. We are having these conversations, and uh, and and it's only going to get better. We just got to get vote or some senior leadership out of. Uh, we're just delayed for another two years, which is the unfortunate reality when you accept kind of how politics works. Yeah. So I think from my perspective. You know, yes, I'm a business owner, but I'm also, I think, like a thought leader. You mentioned, obviously, I speak at these conferences. While I don't have a business in the regulated cannabis industry at large beyond Texas, I am a content creator. And so I, with my podcast, with my content, just peers, I talk to people all over the United States, even internationally. Yeah. And just seeing where the industry could be going is really exciting but also at the same time the reality is it's already here in texas to some extent and so you're kind of battling the like what is that trend and so i think when you're looking at other states it was medical and then adult use and then hemp became legalized in 2018 2019 of course and Texas is in a really interesting position because we kind of bucked that trend. We don't really have a full-on medical program. I know some people are going to maybe scowl when I say that, but it's true. If you can't walk into a dispensary at your liberty yeah. and buy cannabis that's smokable, that's high THC, I agree. is it really a medical program? And yeah. so as much as teacup is pushing forward towards that, the fact that the teacup program did not advance this session, that pushes that another two yeah. years. Well, now that's pushing adult use out another two years. But then we have hemp-derived cannabinoids. And so it's a very interesting twist that's happening where I, I just, I can't pretend that I know explicitly what Texas is going to do, but I'm speculating, of course. And so I'm just, well, like, we're, what, we're, what are we going to do? Well, you and I are the speculators. I mean, that's, we, yeah. we're also instigators. I mean, yes, as media, I love as media, you know, in this space, you with your podcast and us here with this show, but yeah, it's, it, we need to move the ball forward. It's sad to see that that part didn't go with the, they were going to move with a milligram level had that bill moved milligram, forward. Hopefully conditions. They were wanting to get chronic pain. Here's a little bit of, you know, instigation. Rulemaking. I talked about this. Yeah, some of the rulemaking, some of yeah. the terms of the program, but I'll, I'll, you know, I love being a little hot topic over here. <laughs> What's really interesting is the state of Texas just opened and closed applications. It was open for a couple months, and this is for expanding oh, yeah. licenses. So there's three license holders. Two were pretty active up until recently. The third license holder I just heard is active again. So there's compassionate cultivation, there's good blends, and then there is fluent. And fluent was the one that wasn't super active, but they're now coming active. I pulled these numbers from DPS. There's allegedly 50,000 patients in the program. And if these numbers are wrong, please correct me, anybody who's out there listening. But again, I pulled this from the internet. 50,000? 50,000, 53,000 patients in Texas. So you've got three license holders, three operators. Um, I know Compassionate and Good Blends are in Central Texas. But then you have, I saw Compassionate say somewhere, I don't know if this is a recent number, like a year ago number, but about 2,500 patients. So 
I don't know how their numbers are consistent, what they're, you know, kind of going off of, but that's not a lot of people. I mean, it's a lot of people. Like if you think about it from a retail perspective, Hey, I just need those 2,500 people to shop with me, you know, once a week or once a month and hit this certain, you know, price point and that can keep me in business. But I know how much money these operators have already invested in their teacup licenses. And so for them to have such a limited amount of people based on a limited amount of conditions, then they're opening up licenses. Okay. So it wasn't an explicit $20,000 fee. Some was maybe higher, lower, but I heard there were over 200 applications. The state made over $4 million, million. <laughs> just in the applications. And that was hopefully contingent and on nothing happened. advancing. You're going to get more patience. You're going to get more conditions. You're going to get more flexibility. Now the speculation is, what the hell is the state going to do? How many licenses are they going to actually issue out? And then I also want to know on top of that, who's going to get a license? Is the state going to award multi-state operators coming in from out of state? Right. That to me would show that Texas really isn't caring or concerning about their local, you know, small business operators or even just local operators. Maybe you don't have to be a small business, but those are some of the things that I'm really keen on tracking. And I've been talking and not trying to stir the pot, but really just asking questions again, I play in the hemp space, but if I want to see Texas progress, I'm tracking what is happening with the medical marijuana program and the fact that it didn't move, the fact that the state opened up licenses and applications and we don't know how many they're going to award. That's a big question mark that I can't wait to see what Texas does because that will be very indicative in addition to the next two years um, when yeah. session hits us again of just when can you expect cannabis to open up? But that's also, you know, bookended with other things that we're dealing with on the hemp side. The DEA just came up with their statement saying they want to regulate synthetics. I know, you know, that I think that synthetics is a dirty word. We shouldn't call it synthetics. It should be synthesized cannabinoids, but you got that, you got the smokable hemp ban that just, you know, went into place last June. And then there's still a Delta eight lawsuit. So that's right. I'm tracking all these things and I'm trying to see, okay, where is this going to net us out in terms of making some progress? Because you have legislation and then you have regulation. Well, you would think that Texas would take a leadership role on getting those licenses to Texas-based businesses first and not have that influence from outside markets that have experience in those states that have large cannabis programs. You know, we'd, we'd love to see... Texas take a proactive for the Absolutely. business point for our fellow Texans. Stay right there. This is the Texas Hip Show, ESPN 1027. Scientific is offering Texas farmers an opportunity to partner and grow with one of the largest extractors in the world. If you have grown hemp in the past and are looking to grow this season, Big Sky Scientific would love to help you grow your operation and create a long-term partnership. We are offering farmers some of the most competitive prices on the market for their hemp. Planting is rapidly approaching and available partnerships are limited, so don't delay. Big Sky Scientific is a large hemp extractor and wholesale manufacturer of CBD crude, distillate, and isolate. We sell to some of the largest names in the industry and are known for our unparalleled quality. Call Big Sky Scientific for more information about our farming partnerships and high-quality CGMP certified CBD products. Call Big Sky Scientific at 406-578-4900. That's 406-578-4900. Big Sky Scientific. 
Hemp-derived cannabinoids such as Delta 8 and others are once again under threat in the Texas legislature. But hometown hero, a supporter of the Texas Hemp Show, is leading the fight to keep these products legal and available for adults 21 and older in the Lone Star State. Based in Austin, Hometown Hero is known for its specialty hemp-derived products, which have garnered recognition from High Times Magazine and have earned over 3,000 five-star reviews and counting. With their gummies, cereal bars, sour belts, and more, Hometown Hero offers new and novel experiences while donating to nonprofits helping U.S. veterans in need. If you're curious to try premium hemp products from the people leading the fight for hemp in Texas, you can get a 20% discount on all Hometown Hero products by using code THR20 at hometownherocbd.com. That's code THR20 at hometownherocbd.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marin, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. is available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops across Texas. McAllen, Houston, Austin, Dallas, Lubbock, and San Antonio. Texas lawmakers will be in session this year to improve or alter laws on cannabis products. So stay tuned and informed this legislative season with the Texas Hemp Show podcast and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Would you like to host the Texas Hemp Show podcast at your business or special event? Now booking live broadcast from your location with our new demo vehicle, the Texas Green Machine. Email Russell at TexasHempReporter at gmail.com. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowding, publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. What is the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine? If you don't know or haven't picked one up, we've been publishing a magazine about CBD, health, wellness, and cannabis in Texas for three years. And these magazines are available in your CBD stores in town and the state. If you're listening on ESPN, you haven't seen or heard about us, pick one up at a CBD store that's near your neighborhood uh, pick one up at my guest CBD store, Restart CBD, on North Burnett Road. She's right there off of Burnett and Kramer Lane at Restart CBD. But the magazines are free across the state at CBD stores. We have them in smoke shops. They're uh, sometimes just, you know, find them in the Amy's Ice Cream, actually, sometimes around town. But typically you'll find the magazines available in a at a CBD store or a smoke shop or something like that. And, and today's guest, uh, Shada Tarabi, uh, owner and CEO there of uh, Restart CB joining us here on the conversation this week. And that's one thing she does and does well is stir up the conversation. Welcome back to the show, Shada. Thank you. Yes, no, we love having the Texas Hemp Reporter in Restart. They go very <laughs> fast. We can't wait for new editions. And I also appreciate the opportunity to write about some of my hot right. topics in the magazine. So you yes. can really pick one up and, and hear you know, some of the latest gossip or, or you know, thought-provoking thoughts coming from That's my That's right. You know, Shada, you, Shada has a great podca- podcast called To Be Blunt, and 
she has a column that she's been doing for, I don't know, going on two years, I think, at least two years now, maybe three. I don't know how long. You you came along pretty quickly when we started. So I did, you yes. are, You've been up with us for a while with your with your your column. Is your column, your column isn't always a reflection of your podcast. It's just whatever's going on in your head or whatever. You've, yes. you've, you've really stirred the pot with some of the columns. Uh, and I like yeah. how you, you also had sin, – sin, Synthesoids? Synthesize versus synthetic. Synthesize, and then she said bipodism. I, I, I've got to pay attention bipodism. to. She's got her her little lingo there, and I'm I'm starting to pick up on this. This is good stuff. But yeah, just pick tell us a, tell us about the the column and and uh, is it really just what's on your mind when when you turn in your column for the Texas Hemp Reporter? It's both. I think, you know, before we were recording, we were just like, you know, shooting the shooting the shit uh, <laughs> backstage, so to speak. And, you know, when you're in the industry that we're in and it's moving so fast and you're also a content creator and you're a business owner where you wear many different hats, there's just so many things that are swirling around in my brain. Yes, I do the podcast and, and it's like that mixed with what's going on in life. So obviously sometimes the podcast is very... Texas focused. And sometimes it's very national focused. Yeah. Sometimes the column then is what's going on in the podcast. Cause there's an interesting trend or thought or something that's relevant to what's going on here locally. But then also sometimes, you know, the topic is very much hitting, you know, home and, and things. I think people who are reading the magazine locally need to really be conscious and considerate of. I know I wrote one probably two magazines ago where I was talking about, you know, let's say Texas legalized yeah. cannabis tomorrow who realistically is going to get a license? And, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate to have this, um, thought maybe because it hurts some people's feelings, but I'm not in the business to be making people feel good. I'm in the business of longevity and trying to survive and really help people see stability in cannabis in, in Texas, especially. And the reality is, again, when I track what's going on with the teacup program, when I track what's happening with these other states, it just, it doesn't lend itself to think, you know what, Texas is going to open the floodgates. So everybody who's a hemp licensee is just going to flip over and get to automatically be given a license to sell cannabis. And, you know, I echo that because I have customers who come in and they love what we do. We're very fortunate to be very well received here in the state and in our hometown of Austin, my hometown of Austin. And so we have customers who obviously love cannabis and they really want to see Texas progress. And they're like, are you going to sell, you know, high teach your cannabis when Texas legalizes? And I'm like, uh, you know, one, when is Texas going to legalize? Yeah. My expectation is, you know, wow, before this session, it was six to eight years. Now I'm looking at more like eight to 10 years, realistically, just again, looking at how teacup has to progress. You have to get that condition, you know, open, you have to get the THC limit lifted. But the reality is I don't really think that I'm going to be one of those first people in line. Not that I won't try or not that I wouldn't yeah. qualify to like have skin in the game. It's just pay attention. And, you know, I think that is, is just part of what I observe. A lot of people get really excited. They want to just sell cannabis because it's fun or they love cannabis. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate all the advocates out there who want to get involved, but it's hard. It's very difficult being in this industry. Obviously this conversation, previous episodes, you've had guests on just talking about what's been going on this session. You're, you're kind of sleeping with one eye open. And then, so yes, it's like, yay, we passed session and we didn't get anything taken away from us and we didn't make progress, but we didn't get anything taken away from us. Okay. But like I mentioned last segment, 
We still have the DEA. You still have the the 2018 farm bill is expiring at the end of 2023. That can impact oh, things. You got this Delta eight lawsuit. So your smokable hemp ban is still out there floating around. Exactly. So there's always something that you kind of have to adjust and be prepared to navigate. And so maybe people listening or other operators are like, man, she sounds so, you know, negative. And it's like, no, I'm not negative. I'm, I'm a realist. I live in reality and I want people to be prepared both on the operator side as well as the consumer side. So as things are changing, just being prepared, you know, for example, like a really hot product right now, really hot topic is THCA. Yeah. Now I will not go into the legalities of THCA. I am not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor, but you know, we have customers come in and they're asking, Oh, do you have THCA? And and one question they're asking in particular is, do I have THCA vape? You know, do you have THCA vape? And I'm thinking, well, one high THC is a felony in Texas still, even if you're in a city like Austin or Dallas or Houston where it's decriminalized, that's ultimately up to the law enforcement officer who's pulling you over and questioning you. But THCA converts when it's decarboxylated to THC. So to me, that's just a recipe for disaster. And so these customers come in, yeah. they're asking for these products and I tell them, I don't sell that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't sell a THCA concentrate because that to me is a big question mark that I really don't want to put my business in and I don't want to put the consumer in a, in a gray area. And so it's just a very delicate dance where I might not sell it, but the guy or gal, you know, down the street might, and that's their decision to test those waters and, you know, <laughs> test the, the situation for themselves. But it just is one of those things the rotating door of new cannabinoids, rotating door of new, you know, this, that, and the other that you're just always paying attention to. What's the law say? What's regulations say? What are the customers asking for? So I genuinely love it. And, and that's really what motivates me is to have these talking points is I, I just want to progress things forward. And, and you only do that by asking hard questions yeah. and pushing boundaries. Well, I like that you do that. Our guest, Shada Tarabi, founder of Restart CBD. They're on Burnett Road and Kramer Lane. She's also the president of the Texas Hemp Coalition. So uh, she knows her stuff. She hosts the podcast, To Be Blunt. Her column in the Texas Hemp Reporter is To Be Blunt. Uh, are you going to throw your, your, your business in the hat for these cannabinoids. I mean, I didn't know if I didn't, I didn't ask if you were one of the ones that threw in for, this. I didn't, you did not yet. No, you knew I'm better. foolish. I don't want to lose my money, man. You I knew better. Let other people think, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm smarter than, <laughs> I don't want to say smarter than other people. They've obviously got different strategies, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. Was it 20,000? It was at least 20,000 between the consultation yeah. and the people helping you, you know, come up with your application, ultimately the fee, which is non-refundable. It's uh, it's not you know uh, an, a small penny price to pay. So for us, I'm not opposed to it, and I'll kind of make this PSA. If anybody wants a really great marketer, really great brand, you know, strategist, someone who understands the industry, I'm for hire. Mm -hmm. and I would love to come help you make your cannabis dreams a reality. I will strategize with you. I'll consult you. I will help you understand what is yeah. the best avenue to get forward. I think when you touch the plant, you take on such a high risk. And because I touch the plant from a hemp retail licensee perspective, it's just something that, you know, again, I'm not opposed to going into partnership with someone, but me as the sole person going in at like this yeah. first pass of Texas opening things up. I, thank you. I'll sit on the sidelines and eat my popcorn and watch <laughs> and speculate and write content about you guys, yeah. <laughs> you know? So 
it's just uh it's it's a lot well you're you're in the space shada enough to know that you know what hey maybe first round i am gonna watch from my first row and have some popcorn and see what exactly what the mistakes are made you know what advice do you have in 90 seconds before the next commercial break to give folks to be more proactive about the next time we vote for these senior leaders? Yeah. So one, you know, both Abbott, as we talked about earlier segment, I think would be a little bit more favorable for it. It's Dan Patrick. They both were just reelected. I, I forget what their term is, if it's four or eight years, but <sighs> it's unfortunately they're going to be here next session. So it's not as easy as, okay, let's vote new people in. Um, immediately to see an impact. I was also devastated that the teacup program didn't move forward. I was thinking that yeah. they are a program by the state. They should be moving forward. But the advice I would give is to be a proactive you know, player. And the best way that I can say to do that is to be involved with organizations like the Texas Hemp Coalition. Yeah. We're really leading that conversation, creating a true coalition of operators from all aspects of the industry. Alyssa really is the best in the game. And we're so grateful to have her on our team. And I just, I, I, I love leaning into that because that's how you make change. That's how you get in the room. That's how you change hearts and minds and really start to address some of these concerns. And I think it's meeting people at the table and, you know, no offense to anybody. I mean, if you can watch me, I've got cannabis paraphernalia all behind me. I don't show up to the Capitol with cannabis paraphernalia. I show up, you know, professional as a representative, as a Texan, as a business owner, a taxpayer, um, and I think those are things to kind of highlight. You can't go in with your cannabis flag and say, you better legalize weed. It's, it's yeah. a little bit more, um, you know, delicate than that. And so people really, if they want to make change, get involved with organizations like the Texas Hunt Coalition because they, we are really leading the charge and have a great platform to see that change um, continue to progress here in Texas. Stay right here. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We're talking with Shada Tarabi with the Texas Hemp Coalition and Restart CBD. I'm Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. This is the Texas Hemp Show Podcast 130 as we continue here on ESPN 1027 Austin. We'll be right back. Howdy, 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 folks. Welcome to Weed and Whiskey News. I'm your host, J-Man. I got a bunch of stocks, pot stocks, regular stocks. They've been all suffering. But in fact, it was the making marijuana illegal that created the crime. <laughs> you smoke a little. <laughs> uh, when I am in a legal state. Uh, <laughs> Pothead, he's also a co-star in there. You'll see him all the time, every time. And not everybody has orange Cheeto dust on their fingers because they, they, they use uh, cannabis, right? I am not from this world, but this guitar is. You will be able to win this guitar for Christmas. As always, I'm your host, J-Man. See you again real soon. Hey, 
The Texas Hemp Show is brought to you by your friends at CBD Pros USA, your cannabis experts. Right now, you can save 50% off any one product if you mention the Texas Hemp Show. That's right, 50% off anything on the online store menu. Nano tincture, watermelon gummies, our Brio Drift moisturizing cream, any single item, 50% off. That's CBD Pros. CBD is present in more significant quantities in hemp than marijuana. And because it's non-psychoactive, CBD is widely regarded as the cannabinoid with the most health potential by researchers. If you'd like to learn more about CBD and our products at CBD Pros, you can read our education page and browse some of our products to learn more. Visit CBDProsUSA.com. That's CBDProsUSA.com. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. This is podcast 130 this week as we kind of recap some of the legislative issues of the 88th legislative session. Uh, sharing the microphone this week is Shada Tarabi from Restart CBD. Always great to have you uh, chat in. You've been on this show a number of times over the years. I have. It's been a while. I'm so grateful for it. Well, are you you don't do video on your show. Your show is only audio? It has been a lot of things, Russell. And right now we are doing the the most we can with the least amount of effort. So I recently <laughs> moved my podcast. I was doing video format. You said this is episode 130. I think I'm on one. 47. Wow. So I'm a little bit ahead, but yep. we started kind of around the same time. So going on three mm -hmm. years and yep. anytime you make content for that long consistently. Yeah. And so that certainly takes a toll and, yeah. and adds some complexities, but I love it. I love being a part of this industry and getting to have a voice. And, you know, I, I am fortunate that I get to be on other people's microphones, but, you know, it kind of started because it's like, Hey, I'm going to just start my own. Let's just mm -hmm. talk about things. If people tune in, that's great. And so I'm really grateful that they started tuning in and so I recently moved the podcast to Substack. So I'm now That's at cool. tobebluntpod.substack.com. And I'm also writing similar kind of, you know, some of these uh, blunt conversations for Texas Hemp Reporter. I'm expanding on that and creating more written content kind of on a weekly basis for my audience over there because there's just so much going on mm -hmm. and got a lot to say and I like to park it somewhere. Well, I was talking with a, a client the other day and there's a lot of things and there's a lot of moving parts. I mentioned this to you, I think, off air, but... For business owner today, you know, they don't. Not every business owner is comes from media. You, you, and I come from this space. Yeah. You know, from as a background, and it is challenging to have all of these moving parts. I haven't even done a Substack yet, but I, I read some. I read content from there, so it's good to see you've moved over to that platform uh, as well. But uh, it, it is a challenge, man, for. People that are doing a business, you've got to do your Instagrams, you've got to do your oh, Facebook, gosh. your website, your social 
uh, all your social media. You've got your website positioning that you've got. You've got Google ads. You've got all of this stuff to manage in the 21st century as a business Customer owner. service, <laughs> website maintenance, mm-hmm. product sourcing. I mean, the list goes on. It's one of those things that you know, you got to keep feeding the beast. But I think also for us in our industry, there's like the media side of it, where it's just that engine, you're creating content, obviously session going on the last couple months, there was a lot of different intervals of things that you could create content off of. But also just looking at the industry itself is very fast paced and moving. And so there's always something new to be sharing and also something new to be dodging. And so I think that was a little bit of the impetus too for getting onto a platform like Substack. They're not as heavy on censorship. In fact, I haven't seen any censorship. I actually Mm -hmm. have the ability create a platform to cultivate a community and an audience through subscribers, free and paid subscribers. And, you know, as a content creator, who's a business owner, but a content creator, it's like, you want to, if the content's for restart or for the podcast, like I love making that there's certainly a return on investment, but there's some podcast or some content I should say that I'm making and I'm, I feel like I'm just putting it out there and it takes a lot of effort and energy to create. And so being on a platform that can actually empower the creator has been really important for me because Instagram has censored me. Restart's been kicked off Facebook since November, probably oh. indefinitely. Uh, you wow. know, YouTube is a little bit iffy for us trying to figure out, you know, what we can and can't say using hashtags is just impossible. So <laughs> it's like, you want to be on social media. You want to do the content. You want to, you know, put it out there, but then you're limited on where you can and, yeah. and can't say things. So it's also great that you found such success with traditional radio, obviously opening up their support for this industry and for these conversations. So kudos to LBJ and ESPN for supporting the Texas Hemp Show. Yeah, that's that's just been my wheelhouse. And when I started off in media, you know, 20 years ago, I was you know, an on-air DJ. I worked for terrestrial radio. I sold advertising. That was kind of my whole thing. So that's why once in a while you see me jump back with the, with the radio thing. But, um, no, this is, uh, it's very tough, man, where you're doing all of this for business owners. And I, you know, I get opportunities to advertise with social media, but then you can't, I mean, I'm, I'm not even carrying, Delta Aid or CBD right. products. I'm just a media company covering it's just the this. word. The word is already blacklisted. Yeah. Like the moment you post it, which is always so heartbreaking, especially like when I'm putting so much energy into like making a piece of content. And I should also caveat this, maybe for the potential brands or businesses out there listening, I would say do not do as I do because I have <laughs> the background, like you highlighted, like coming from media. I'm my own media creator. Mm -hmm. If you are hiring someone to do your social media, or you just don't really know how to navigate it, I couldn't imagine, you know, what the advice I would share with someone because it's difficult. It's difficult to say, Hey, do you want to spend money hiring someone to make this content? Or do you want to make this content with a chance of it getting killed? No, probably not. And so I personally take that on every day where it's like, you know what? I know better. I probably shouldn't say THC. But fuck it. That's what I'm going to say. And that's the word. And we're going there. So I've certainly seen people be creative. They use a C and then like, you know, the B emoji and then D. Or they do like the at symbol for the A in cannabis. So, you know, there are certainly some tricks to get around it. But it's still one of those things. The list is always evolving, changing, trying to keep up with it on top of legislation, regulation, running the business, customer (laughs) experience, customer support. It's like... 
Yes, I sleep sometimes. <laughs> Let me ask you. Thanks to cannabis. <laughs> and probably sleep well. I mean, I don't know. You talked about this consultant services thing that you mentioned earlier in the show. Do you have a name for that yet? Is it Tarabi Consulting? I mean, have you come up with something like this yet? I'm just going to throw that at you. Shaded Tarabi Consulting, Shaded Tarabi LLC. I did set my <laughs> LLC, but I have worked with some very you know specific clients over the years. It's it's um it's fun for me to kind of get out of my own brand and purview. And there's right. so many cool products, and obviously so many different consumers out there to build brands for and also different facets of the industry. I love consulting cultivators and grows because I think obviously everything stems from the plant. But now as you're getting into hemp derived, I think that's really fascinating too. And and playing around with these hemp derived Delta 9 and and man, there's just obviously I wish we could keep talking because there's so many interesting things going on in the cannabis space at large that I've been tracking and trending. And so my brain just downloads all of this and it just is there. So anybody listening who's like, oh, I have an idea or Shada could be a good connector. I'm like, yes, I could. Let's chat. Well, it, it's a, it's an exciting space that we're all in. And I think that I think that, yeah, you you should have some kind of a consulting a thing to get, you know, get people, especially from the retail side. You've been in this space since 2018, right? As far as a retailer. We're a five-year-old business in Con- August. Congratulations. Congratulations. And, and you know what? We turned we turned three today. Today's our third anniversary birthday. birthday. Yeah. We're the Texas Hemp Reporter's first issue came out June first of twenty twenty. So we're three. I'm sure flies we're- when you're Stuck in some regulatory hurdles, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. And uh, no, we we've been uh, covering this just as you have. And I'm just so proud of us for like consistently. <laughs> I remember when I hired my podcast editor. I did probably like the first like four episodes on my own, and then I was like, "This is a lot." If I want to keep doing this, and like my tip on content is consistency. So consistency could be once a week, once a month, every day. I'm not an everyday gal, but once a week for a podcast seems pretty good for me. Yeah, but me too. Is a lot. They told me if you don't get to 100 episodes, you can't call yourself a podcaster. And I think <laughs> what I said, I'm at like 147. So it's taken me over a year and a half to get to 100. So I'm thinking, you know, a year in, I'm not a podcaster, even though I've been doing this for a whole year, but it's, it's fun. Again, it's just another way to talk and, and have these conversations and really explore where things can go. And again, I think Texas is such a prime position. We have a lot of eyes on us because of the size of our state that when we do open up more, I think it's it's just a matter of time because people are like, well, when Texas is going to legalize? I'm like, well, we can already sell you psychoactive products. So mm-hmm. to me, we already have access to a plethora of things. And I think that's just even further bolstered. I've certainly had a lot of traditional adult use cannabis brands on my podcast who over the years I would say, Oh, would you ever launch a hemp derived line? And they said, no, never. We don't play with hemp derived Delta eight gross. Russell, the amount of these brands I'm seeing launching (laughs) Delta eight products, hemp derived Delta nine beverages, like, hello, the lid has been flipped. So to me, yes, I'm still tracking what medical is doing in the state because I think that there is still a traditional progression. But at the same time, we're really writing the book as Texas saying, hey, we are playing in this hemp-derived space and they can all coexist together. And and it's a really cool you know, position to be in. And, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be doing that in my home state yeah. and championing Texas cannabis alongside you. 
Well, very cool. We are excited to be in this space with you. Thank you for your contribution to the Texas Hemp Reporter. The new magazine will be out next Wednesday. So pick up a copy of our third anniversary edition. Thank you again for being a part of the show and all the good work you do. Thank you. All right. Thanks. There she goes. That's Shada Tarabi, president of the Texas Hemp Coalition. And shout out to Alyssa Nolan from the Texas Hemp Coalition's executive director chiming in earlier on the program. But great show this week. Stay tuned next week on the program. Who do I have? A Weed and Whiskey. J-Man will be on the show. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. ESPN 1027 Austin. Yeah.